0: The follow-up is simple. Ask a question, listen to the answer, then follow up. I'm your host, Noah Kozlov. Enjoy. The follow-up today is with Mark Kestescher, the lead play-by-play voice for the NBA on ESPN Radio. He's been at ESPN for almost 20 years, and I met Mark, I believe it was my First year out of college when I was working at the NBA and got introduced to Mark and Will Purdue, who was his broadcast partner doing pre and post for a whole bunch of NBA events. And Mark has just been kind for all of these years. And it's just not something that you get every day, especially in our business. So, Mark, what do you think of hearing your name commonly attached to the term underrated?
1: Huh. Well, I guess uh, the first thing I think of is um, you must be good at what you do if you're underrated in someone's opinion. Um, because that, I guess, implies that uh, you should be listened to or viewed on a, on a greater scale. But then there also is, a, I guess, a negative connotation at times in that why is this person underrated? Why do they not get greater exposure? Um, so it's kind of a double-edged sword, but even if there is a negative connotation, I always just figure I, I grab an assignment, I put my head down, I do it, I hope that it's received well by the public. That's really what I strive for. But you never really get the sense um, how it's taken by the public until you meet some people every once in a while and you know they say nice things to you. But ultimately, you know, it comes from your boss when you get that second assignment or the 100th assignment or, in my case, at some point you actually climb up the ladder and next thing you know, you got the assignment that you always wanted. So uh, it kind of works both ways, but I I largely, since I I take things as uh, the glass is half filled, I'll I'll usually take it as a positive.
0: Do you correlate underrated with underappreciated?
1: Um, You know, I usually don't, but um, I have looked up the definition of underrated, and underappreciated is among the many uh, synonyms that come along with it. Uh, So I don't think so. I really don't. I I think, if anything, uh, especially my employers, you said, for almost two decades, ESPN, I feel like they appreciate every... They always tell me how much they appreciate my work and how they feel my work is top-notch. Um it's you know I think radio is an interesting medium. There are radio stars, and on a local level, I think they're bigger than the national radio stars, unless you're amongst you know the you know the top tenth of one percent uh, in our business that have national syndicated shows that are on five days a week and guys that do great work. Um, so sometimes you know we are anonymous. It's it's amazing when I meet Noah just, you know, regular folk on vacation mm-hmm. and I would say 7 out of 10, maybe 8 out of 10 people, you know, when they find out I work at ESPN and they ask me my name, have no clue who I am, what I do. Um, you know, the two people who I do meet out of 10, you know, they're always thrilled like I've been li- you're in my car every day, I've been mm-hmm. listening to you for years and years. Um, but it's it's uh, you know, I think somewhere maybe that's where the underrated tag might even come from just the the division I'm in at ESPN Radio and you know you have to be a fan of radio play-by-play or a specific sport and then even just have some recognition to know who's who cuz so many times you listen to a game in a car and you don't ever take the time to listen to who's broadcasting to you you're just interested in the content of the game
0: so then Mark when you meet those people and say seven out of 10 don't know who you are it does take a, a certain amount of ego to be a successful broadcaster. I've had conversations like that with even Mike Yam, who you know, on, on this podcast. How, how does that make you feel? Uh, you know what, to me, surprisingly,
1: it's not too bad. It's just fun to be around with family. Okay. And, you know, they they feel like they're in the midst of, you know, a semi-famous person. You know, I was out to dinner with my dad in Florida a couple months ago, and you know, and his whole family and we're having a good time and, you know, the waiter is being engaged with us and then, you know, somewhere around the halfway point of the meal, it always happens, whether it's my dad or whoever I'm with, (laughs) like, you know we have a celebrity, don't you? (laughs) And, uh, you know, and and invariably uh, he or she will say, oh, what's your name? And I'm like, I can see it coming from a mile away and it, you know, you just see the face drop when they're like, I have no idea who this person (laughs) is. Should I know who this person is? So it's more of, I'm used to seeing it coming, so I don't think I take it in a negative way. But what's fun to me is when someone has no clue about um, even ESPN radio or whatever, and they'll hear me, and they'll walk by, and I'll walk by, and they'll say, I know your voice from somewhere. Where where do I know you? And then Mm -hmm. I'll say ESPN radio, I do NBA games, you know, college – that's where I've heard you before. And I've done that myself and I'm you know, I'm a radiophile, probably like you, and mm-hmm. I know, you know, three quarters, eight tenths of the industry, especially when I was twenty years younger and, you know, had my sights set on where I wanted to be, was I knew who all these people were and if uh, somebody walked by me with that distinctive voice, it's kind of like um, you know, I can name that tune in three notes, I can name that broadcaster in three words. Say three <laughs> words and I'll know who you are. And very infrequently, but every once in a while, somebody will just say, are you Mark Kestischer? And I'm like, come on, that never happens. <laughs> but every it, it happened recently, like a month ago on a on a plane, of all places, going to a game. So it does happen, uh, and that's, that's more fun to me, because I'm like, how the heck did you get that?
0: So then how did that conversation go on the plane? Was the person sitting next to you, and then you had to talk to that person throughout the entire flight? <laughs>
1: It was actually uh, one row behind, and I, and I had an aisle, and they had a window, so there was okay. some separation there, but it was it was uh, someone from Turner Broadcasting Got who it. was in the truck uh, for NBA games, so maybe that's a cheat, because they'd, maybe they'd seen me on you know, the infrequent games I do on ESPN TV, or maybe they'd seen me in the arena. Um, but yes, some, that wasn't a voice recognition, that was someone who came up and just happened to say, "Are you Mark Estesher?" And I'm just like, "How the heck did you get that?" They saw me working on my computer with, you know, notes to the game that are like, you know, font eighty five for old man eyes, and they probably could see it from 18 rows back. And like, all right, I'm putting two two together. You're going to Oklahoma City. You're studying a NBA chart. Who is this guy?
0: Aren't parents the best though? You mentioned that that your dad says, "Ah, oh, we got a celebrity here," and, and sure, you might roll your eyes inside, but parents are the greatest.
1: Oh, they are, I mean, and look you know they're they're so proud. I had such an odd and strange uh broadcasting upbringing in that I went to Syracuse University, yeah, not for broadcasting but for chemical engineering, and then uh about by junior year decided my true love, which had always been broadcasting, and I'm at a broadcasting school, and I was doing terribly in my, you know, Chemistry 7 class, and uh, on my fifth calculus class, I'm like, i got to get into broadcasting. And so it was a long, convoluted, difficult trip that when you look back on it's difficult, but I loved every moment of it, had no idea where I was going, but knew where I wanted to get to. And so to see kind of the pride in them in the last 20 years, I mean, they've been proud of me whenever, but I knew there was questions, as I would have questions for my kid that went halfway through college for one discipline and then did a 180 into a business where, you know, you work for free a lot of times mm-hmm. when you're younger for movie tickets at the local FM radio station, and then you're trying to carve your niche into an impossible business. And so I think there's some extra pride there that they can't believe I got to where I reached.
0: What attracted you to chemical engineering?
1: Well, as I was... Um, later in my high school years, I I wanted to be a broadcaster, but surprisingly, or maybe not surprisingly, I was terrible in English study, which has no correlation. I mean, I just wasn't interested in, you know, reading the classics or um, writing, you know, great papers. I was not a great writer. I, I never really applied myself at that. And I was a natural at math and science. I mean, I didn't even have to try. And I used to, you know, get 98, 99s in chemistry and trigonometry and and all that. So it just seemed like, all right, where can I take this and uh, make some money quickly out of college? And chemical engineering uh, uh, back in 1986 seemed like that avenue until my um, girlfriend's father took me to her workplace. He was a chemical engineer making caulk. And I was at the caulk vat all day. And uh, I quickly decided, you know what? I think calling Syracuse Georgetown would be much more fulfilling.
0: (laughs) Mark, I appreciate it. Good talking to you. Thanks so much.
1: Great talking with you, Noah. Thank
0: you. Mark went from chemical engineering to broadcasting Warriors Cavs in the NBA Finals. No one gets to a certain job the same way. There's no specific path. He's the voice of the NBA on ESPN Radio. That's a huge deal. And it takes a special person with the right values and perspective to be okay with 7 out of 10 sports fans not knowing who you are when they meet. And as he said at the top, being underrated means that you're good at your job, and Mark's great at what he does. The recognition from the public isn't up to him, but as long as his bosses rate him properly, and his dad, that's all that matters. Follow Mark on Twitter at Mark Kestisher, That's M-A-R-C-K-E-S-T-E-C-H-E-R. And find the ESPN radio broadcast schedule at ESPN.com slash ESPN radio slash schedule to see when the next NBA game is on the air and tune in to hear a friendly voice. And know that he's as friendly in person as he sounds on the radio. Ratings and reviews mean a lot for the show, so please leave yours on the iTunes page and share the podcast with all of your friends. Thanks for taking the time to join us on The Follow-Up.
1: The follow up is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V O K A L now.com.